Amen. Amen. Well, we are so glad to have you in church today. Is anybody glad to be here? Are you glad you made it to church? Man, I almost want to tell you all to move up. It's weird preaching to two rows of empty chairs, but that's okay. Um, we made it through COVID preaching to 10 rows of empty chairs, so we can we can do this this morning. Uh, has anybody enjoyed the words that the pastor has been speaking over this church the past several weeks? I mean, my goodness. They've been, yeah, they've been amazing. And, and I want to say I'm so thankful for this house. I'm so thankful for this church and our pursuit of Jesus in all that we do. Because our heart here is to make Jesus famous. For Jesus to be the passion of our hearts and for him to be glorified in everything that we do. And man, I don't know if you weren't here last week, I don't know if that has ever been more evident as it was when we had people walk up here and pray, not for themselves, but pray over other people, man. It was just an amazing, amazing time of pursuing Jesus for people that are in need. So we're going to jump back. I'm going to try to be as quick as possible this morning. Um, it, it should be a short message coming from somebody with a Baptist background, so we'll see how that goes. Um, we're going to jump back into the book of James this week, and I want to remind us of just a few things that we've seen so far in this series of talks called Real Faith. And um, I'm actually going to preach through a passage that our pastor preached through, uh, but I want to hit it from a little bit of a different direction, if that's okay. The, just a few things we've seen in this series. Number one, suffering is unavoidable. But God has promised that in our suffering, he's producing perseverance in us so that we're empowered to keep pressing forward into the next thing that he has for us. Another thing that we saw is God wants to grant us wisdom and God wants to grant us understanding, but in order for him, in order for him to do that, we have to have real faith and not doubt that he's able to do what he's promised us that he'll do. He said, if you don't have faith, I'm not going to answer your prayers. He said, if you don't have faith, if you don't have faith in the one that you're praying to, I'm not going to answer your prayers. And not just prayers for wisdom and understanding, but any prayers that we may pray. God says, if you don't pray them in faith, then you're not going to get an answer. Another thing that we saw is that temptation never comes from the Lord because God does not tempt Every temptation comes from the enemy, and if we lean into that temptation, we'll be pulled away from the destiny that God has spoken over our lives. God does not tempt. God tests, but God does not tempt. And one more thing that we've seen that I thought was important, and, and this one was so simple, and it's that every single good thing in our life comes from the Lord. And if there's something that seems good, but it's not good, it's not coming from him. It's coming from the enemy that wants to take us out and devour us and destroy us. So today we're going to jump back in. We're going to lean in this morning to James chapter 1 verses 19 and 20. It says this, know this my beloved brothers and sisters, let every person be quick to hear, amen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. 
For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. There's so much power in these words that James is speaking over us in this passage because it's so relevant to the way that we're living today. These words from James are, are, are going to, they have the ability to guide us into truly living the way that Jesus desires that we live and, and to show us these words have the power to, to show us how to walk in truth and glorify him in all that we do. And that should be our purpose. The, the title of this message is Quick and Slow. Quick and slow. Can you say that with me? Quick and slow. Quick and slow. And if it's okay, I just want to begin to dig into this very first verse in this passage and see what it is that Jesus wants to speak over our lives and, and speak over our story through this text. And the way we're going to do this is just to look at the first three things that James mentions, and we're going to break them down one by one. Know this, my beloved brothers, let everyone, let every person be quick to hear. First thing we got to learn to do is this, we got to learn to be quick to hear. Some translations say be quick to what? Listen. Why does that matter? Why is it so important today that we're quick to listen, that we're quick to hear? I believe that the biggest reason that this truth matters is that if we're not listening, we'll never hear what we need to hear to respond in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. If we're not listening and we're just waiting to come back and be quick to speak. If we're not listening, we'll never hear what we need to hear so that we are able to respond in a way that's pleasing to God. And this is not true just of listening to others, but it's also true of listening to the Lord. In fact, I, I think it may be one of the most important truths in all of Scripture. Why? Because Romans ten seventeen says this. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So if it's faith that comes through hearing the, the word of God and we haven't tuned our ears to listen, then we will never hear what it is that God wants to speak over our lives and that's a dangerous place to live. Because if we're not hearing what God wants to speak over our lives, if we're not hearing the, the message that God wants to speak into our lives and into our stories and into our circumstances, we are likely to just move in whatever direction we want to move on our own. And that's a very dangerous place to be. Why? Because when that happens, it kind of seems like I've got it figured out on my own, right? Like, I'm making it. Like, I'm, I'm forging my own path, and, and, I'm, and it, it seems to be working out okay for me. So why does it matter if I hear the word of Jesus? Because if we're not hearing the word of God in our lives, then faith isn't being produced in us, and we will never be able to realize our full potential on this planet. We can go through this entire life without faith. And we can make it to the end. 
But it's only when that faith is being produced in us that we have the strength to persevere because we know that no matter what comes against us, we can stand unshaken on the promises of God. But in order to do that, we have to be quick to listen. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 says this, but he said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So here's the truth of God's word today. It's when we hear and keep the word of God that we're blessed. So if we want to receive the blessing that God has for us, who wants to receive the blessings that God has for you? Everybody in this room today, we want to receive the blessings that God has for us. But if we're going to receive those blessings that God has for us, then we got to be hearers and doers of the word. So what, am, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying if you're not hearing and applying the word of God, you're never going to experience the fullness of everything that God has for you. And I don't know about you, but that's not the place where I want to land. I want to experience the fullness of what God has for me in my life. And in order to experience that, I got to be what? A hearer of the word and a doer of the word. I've got to hear what the word of God says, and then I've got to learn to walk in it. I've got to hear what the word of God says, and then I've got to become intentional, hello, about walking in it. That's why I said in Proverbs 28 verse 9, if anyone turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Here's the truth many of us don't want to hear and may not want to accept, but it's Bible, so receive it however you want. That's up to you. If we want God to answer when we pray, we must first be hearing what he's spoken we want God to answer when we pray, we must first be hearing what he's spoken. And the great thing about this is it applies to us in general life as well. Most of the time, if we want people to hear what we have to say, then we have to be willing to hear what they have to say as well. That's why we got to be quick to listen and slow to speak. And that's the second thing. We must be slow to speak. Somebody say slow to speak. Slow to speak. We got to be slow to speak. For some of us in this room today, the problem for you and the problem for me is that we just run our mouths way too much. Amen. We just run our mouths way too much and we don't know when to shut up and stop talking so that we can hear what somebody else has to say. Proverbs 17, 28 says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Some of us need to understand today that the simple act of keeping our mouth shut can make us seem way smarter than we are. Amen. The simple act of just shutting up sometimes and listening can make you seem way smarter than we are. Why? Because a lot of times, and this is just for me, I'm sure this is not true for you, but I'm just going to say it because I know that it's true for me. Sometimes the things that come out of our mouths are just absolutely stupid. 
Sometimes we say the dumbest junk, and if we had just kept our mouths closed, we could have been deemed intelligent. But now we've opened our mouth, and everybody knows you're an idiot. Amen. Proverbs 13.3 says, Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. We've got to learn to guard what comes out of our lips because the power that our words have is power to change the people around us and to change their lives. That's the power that it says in Proverbs 18, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we're either speaking life into the people that we interact with every day or we're speaking death. So the question that we have to answer is, are we willing to tame our tongues so that we can make it our resolve to speak life into every person that we come in contact with? Because I'm here to tell you something. As a follower of Jesus, your job is to speak life into every person that you come in contact with. The commission of Jesus before he left this earth was to go and make disciples. And the only way we're going to do that is if we're quick to listen, slow to speak. And the last thing is this. We must be slow to become angry. Slow to become angry. Let's read this passage from James one last time. It says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. I love that James doesn't just leave us with, hey, don't become angry. Hey, don't let anger take over you. Be slow to become angry, but I love that he doesn't leave us there because he gives us the why behind the what. God doesn't want us to become angry because he's trying to produce a righteousness in us that mirrors Jesus. And if we're getting angry all the time, then we're never going to mirror Christ the way that he intends. And because of that, we will never be able to reach a world that is hurting and in desperate need of the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Proverbs 19.11 in the NIV it says fools give vent to their give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. Why is it so important that we bring calm? As we stand back to our feet. Why is it so important that we bring the calm? Well, number one, because nobody in this room wants to look like a fool. But it's also because when we create an atmosphere of calm, it flings wide the gates for us to usher people into the presence of Jesus. 
So here's the reality today. The, the climate of this world is not one of calm. The climate of this world right now is one of chaos. It's one of anger. It's one of rage. And if we can combat that by living our lives the way God is calling us to in his word and by watching the words that come out of our mouths by being quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, we can open the doors that would forever otherwise remain closed for us to reach people for Jesus. God's letting you know right here, right now, in this place where you stand, that you, by the power of your tongue, have the power to change the atmosphere of your job. I just called my dad's work phone on my watch somehow. Thank you, Siri. You have the power with the power of your tongue to change the atmosphere at your job. Oh, you want to go deeper than that? With the power of your tongue, you have the power to change the atmosphere in your home, in your family, the atmosphere of every conversation that you have. And when the atmosphere changes, the spirit is ushered in and we have the power to be the light of the world that Jesus has called us to be.